welcome everyone to an episode of Viewer Discretion. Hang on, hang on. Clap. Okay, right. Uh, okay. There we go. Okay, okay, welcome everyone to an episode of Viewer Discretion. Um, it's been quite a long time. I mean, last semester there was a lot of um, work we had to do. There was little intervals which kind of effed up the whole vibe and the whole process of it. But I know the next episode will be posted soon. Uh, episode 5 will be posted soon. Um, now, there's going to be a little bit of change, at least for the summer. Um, I'm here, I'm in Newfoundland, Kalade is in um, Halifax, Alex in Halifax, so I had to recruit some people to, you know, join me for the summer, join me on this occasion, give their opinions, give their thoughts about everything. So, you know, the floor is yours. Guys, introduce yourself. Let's go first. Ladies first. Oh, okay. Um, I'm Haley, um, Newfoundland born and raised, and I go to Memorial University here, doing political science and gender studies, um, and I'm here to have a chat. Yeah, alright. <laughs> alright, I'm Ben, I am currently in Stephenville, doing um, filming, and uh, what else do I say? Can I curse right. on this? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, call the viewer discretion. Fuck. Yeah, that's it. Hi, uh, I'm Sam, Sammy Prince, local rapper, still working on it. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in business right now, although we're going to be joining the reserves, so, you know, we're going to be doing big things, serving the country, you know me. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, right. man. And as you know, and you're very familiar, I'm Ami. I'll teach you guys at the start, like usually, and you guys got a long time to figure it out. We have our little aliases which we have, so I'm gonna just drop my aliases. We got Ami, aka Cozy Calvin, aka Bozy Basquiat, aka DJ TSS, but we don't describe what that means because we're not about that messy lifestyle. We got um I came up with That's um, nice. Oh, damn. Anyways. I came up with uh, another one last time. It was a graphic T Gremlin, um, the um, Charbon Crusader. I don't know. I don't speak French. So I'm, Charbon is charcoal. So I was like, Charcoal Crusader. I was coming up with all of them. Um, so, you know, you guys, you guys have your time and just, you know, come up with like different random aliases and stuff and you can just rock with it. Now, for the first episode of the summer, we have a very, very special guest on viewer discretion. We'd like to introduce yourself, special guest. <laughs> uh, yeah, hi everybody. I'm Bruce M.A., um, a local rapper, producer, and yeah, I'm just here and happy to be here, happy to be alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's COVID, so awesome yeah, birthday. let's do it. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. It is also my birthday, so like yeah, birthday episode. This is it. Exactly. <laughs> right way to do it. So let's get into some topics, guys, because you know, as I said, it's been a while since we've given the listeners some content, and I'd love to catch up on like other months, but like I mean, now is important, and we gotta cover some topics. So I think one thing which our audience is very familiar with is you know thoughts about. You know, people, celebrities doing stupid ass shit. And usually we have clown of the week and whatnot. But there's been so many different clowns this week. I can't even go through clowns of the week as a segment right <laughs> Too now. Many. Too many. So one in particular which I want, I want to go over with and like we, we're just gonna unpack this shit. Let's go with Justin Bieber and Ooh. his uh and his dress. His dress. He's changing it up now. <laughs> Like it, and it goes across the whole point of cultural appropriation, which we'll touch on a little bit later. But I just want to know why he has yes people in his camp because like that them shits look like fucking asparagus, and it's not like proper oh. asparagus either. <laughs> that shit's been left in your fridge Ooh. for four months, unattended to. You did not even open the packaging. It's just there. You thought that one night you were gonna go get food, you're gonna cook all healthy and stuff. And you just never touched it. Mm -hmm. Damn. He looks like shit. Am yeah. I am I wrong? You're right. Uh, he's had cute. much better hairstyles than that. <laughs> uh, he's gonna be bald as fuck too when he takes that out. You know, it looks like like it looks like splitting hairs on the edges and stuff. Like yeah. it looks mm -hmm. like it's all cracked off. So good luck. Right. 
Like, yeah. I know you shared it on your story, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I, I shared it on my story just because, like, it's one thing to get into the whole cultural appropriation thing, but at least make it look good. <laughs> like, at least make it look good. Um, we love Justin Bieber. Well, I love Justin Bieber's music. I, I don't mind his music, but, man, that thing on his head, uh, I don't even want to call it hair right now, but he needs to get rid of that completely. See... I, I, from day, I low-key didn't trust Justin Bieber. I can remember back in the day, TMZ, mm. they released the, the, like, the video of him changing the lyrics of um, One Less Lonely Girl to One Less Lonely Nigger, and I was just like... Yeah. Yeah, and people don't know this exists, and I was just, I knew this when I was like 14, and I was just like, yeah, I don't trust this guy. And then uh, everyone was just like, oh, this song's by Peaches. I was like, I, I still don't trust you. Yeah. Uh, so like my thing with Peaches, I really hate that song. Well, I hate anything on the radio what? that's like yeah. overplayed and just yeah. like constantly on the radio. Oh, so that's yeah. 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 bitches. Oh, it might be. That's why he thinks he can wear that hairstyle is because oh, don't worry, guys, I buy my peaches in Georgia. No. Don't worry. <laughs> like, so I can wear this hair. See, oh, like Justin <laughs> Bieber, he thought because he decided to make a song with Daniel Caesar, who was Daniel Caesar's already been cancelled because this guy, uh, like Daniel Caesar's problematic and stuff. And Lucky Day, was it Lucky Day as well? Uh, I don't know if Lucky Day's been cancelled at all. No, but I, was he on the song? Uh, no, I can't remember who's even on the oh, song. To be honest, I have only listened to the song Jim, from like the 10 seconds that show on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all yeah. I know. The I got my peaches yeah, in Georgia. Then yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, like, uh, I let's get this no, out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no hate to the man, but like, yeah, it's, a, it's just not for me. It's Daniel and Giveon on it. Giveon, yeah, not Giveon. lucky yet. Yeah. 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 So I I saw that and everyone was just like, oh, you know, Justin coming with that new. He's invited to this cookout. Are you invited to the cookout? That's what people need to start asking themselves. They're gonna look at yourself and say, are you invited to the cookout? So my thing is, who is inviting people to cookouts? That's the first thing. I. Yeah. It reminds me of like this little kid. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard that story. There's a kid who was selling like uh, what's it called? Uh, N-word passes to people yeah, in yeah, the school yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. That's the, the cookout fun. energy. That's the that same energy. That happened here. I swear. I swear. In high school, I was in the bathroom with this girl who, you know, she's a person of color, yeah. and she told me she was loaded, loaded. Girl, you can say it. I don't care. I was like, no, I'm good. Thanks. Like, I'm, I'm chill. Like, it's, it's cool. Loaded She's like, cool. no, I really don't care. You can say it. I was like, and I won't say it. So, yeah. sorry. You like it, man. <laughs> like, back to, like, Justin Bieber. I'm just, I, it just, for me, it encourages stupidity. And, like, like cultural preparation is not illegal. You just, should like, it, it should be, but I think, instead of making it legal, I think it should be, if you're appropriating said person's culture, they have free permission to beat your ass. I personally think that would be a great, like, that's great compensation, because I just don't understand. He, he looks at himself in the mirror and it's like, you know what, this one's it. That's it. And I get it, it looks <laughs> are subjective, but, like, not when you're coming to other people's culture. I'm just, like... His hair was fine before. Like, why are you like? Ugh. I don't. I don't know. But like, I think he needs to. He needs to get that shit. I, no, you know what? I'm not saying he needs to get that shit shorted out. Cause then that shit goes. Shave that goes. shit. So I'm. I'm gonna say something as yeah. a musician. Maybe like I'm. I'm gonna give you like some music perspective on yeah. this. If I am a musician who dropped my album and my album hasn't done as well as my previous albums and we know the old saying in music, uh, all publicity is good publicity, yeah. he knew he needed more attention, he gave you guys something to talk about, something we were talking about, he gave everybody something to talk about, he really doesn't think about everyone, he's not thinking about me and you, what we think about cultural appropriation, he's thinking about how to keep on the front page and keep his music playing. Yeah, it's Sad thing is, that's what it takes to be relevant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, well, and it's I, been around yeah. since what, 2008? Yeah. He's been popular. Like, well, I, I one time came out when I was, I was a kid, seven. like grade yeah. two, grade two and three. That's why yeah. I remember just. Uh, when did yeah. Baby oh, Baby drop? That, that's a hit, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 probably like 2009, But when he dropped one time, because I really liked that song when I was little and stuff, that was a long time ago. Like. 
Basically and you're still journals. like getting radio plays like this like you've got to be doing something externally to stay around it's the same thing with people like madonna and all this shit and they pulled the same stunts upsetting you know the Anyone. different communities just yeah. and they don't give a fuck madonna is still so rich but back mm -hmm. in like the 80s and 90s what was her favorite accessory i, I can't thing. name one madonna song Really? Actually, no, I can't. Neither can I. Neither can I. I'm sorry. I don't know. Can you? No. You were like, really? Do you know any? Um, but like, yeah, let's touch on like with cultural appropriation in that sense. It, me being from a place like England, and we were talking about this um before, you know, the mic was on. Like, a lot of exposure to different things, you're not necessarily used to it. And when you come somewhere, like, especially in Canada, yeah. um, especially Eastern Canada as well, and you see the way certain people act and people's comfort in order to appropriate cultures, not just black culture, but other cultures, it's mm -hmm. kind of like, I, I'm just like, yo, y'all have mad audacity. Like, I got, I, I don't even, I couldn't even do what y'all do. Like, mm -hmm. But it's very funny because cultural appropriation, because black is in now, for, yeah. for like, Everywhere. once it, it is in. So now, I just have like the most ridiculous things ever. Like, but I'm also a person who is a little bit, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm problematic. I don't do anything which would get me like hassle. I'm just, I, I, I don't have a pocket. I'm always out of it. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> when it comes to these things, I would see like a white kid go into a valley village and take fubu. Now, you know who fubu is for us by us. For us, by us. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if I see white kids wearing fubu, I was like, who is it for? Why are you, why are you wearing fubu? Like, it things like that. But And I guess that's a tiny aspect of cultural appropriation. But, like, what I feel about that is like, how do you respond to someone who then looks at you and says, why are you wearing like a Nirvana shirt? That's yeah. true, but like music isn't subjected to like the same. Okay, I get yeah. I get what you're saying. I get I get what no, you're saying. No, I, I know what you're saying. Though. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like I feel like when you the thing with cultural appropriation is like there's a difference when like Justin Bieber. I feel like it's different when Justin Bieber does it because that's someone with such a big platform and you're taking something that black people have been doing for centuries mm -hmm. and you're appropriating it, making it more popular, making people do it, and you're not giving any like credit to anyone. The, like even the hairstylist, I, I don't know, maybe the hairstylist is on the page, but like there's no mention of whoever did that hair. I would imagine he didn't do it himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whereas like I find like when it's some dude on the street, it's less cultural appropriation and just more like ignorance it's just like a lack of understanding of knowledge of anything and sometimes people yeah. can get caught up in that he might have just seen the fubu and just been like fubu yeah yeah and you know what's interesting when i went to get my haircut today i was speaking to um the um one of my barbers and she was actually she was um you know braiding my hair and i was like so tell me if a white person comes to you with like saying they do want dress and stuff how do you feel she's like i mean it's, I, it's stupid, but I gotta make my money. It's money, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta make my money. So, mm -hmm. I guess, I, I still, um, like, I can't fight people on cultural appropriation because they're gonna do what they're gonna do, but like, if you don't look stupid, I'm gonna tell you you look stupid. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, fair enough. I ain't gonna feel bad about that. that. Yeah. You can own your own stupidity. I guess, so, but like, mm. yeah. it's just, I, I feel like there's a whole argument that, in, in, like introducing cultural appropriation into different cultures like mm -hmm. divides people out more but I think it's not about division it's about respect mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right yeah and it's unfair because white people don't have a culture to appropriate because we've just stolen everyone else's so I mean yeah I mean, like right. you know life goes because Nirvana on. isn't white culture like speaking no, no, of like no, the Nirvana shirt really. no, 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 no. and like Kurt Cobain was like best kind I know personally. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you're appropriating a culture and someone of that culture is getting offended, I think you should at least have the decency to be like, I. I think like what's really interesting about cultural appropriation is like, like personally for me, 
I re like I really don't care. Like it just like I try my best to just numb myself to stupid things. I yeah. just look at it as a stupid thing that I'm not gonna focus on because it's just gonna put me off my day. Now I gotta talk to some random ass dude about cultural appropriation. I don't have the time <laughs> to be talking to everybody and their mom about cultural appropriation. But at the same time, I know there's some people who see some shit and they're like, yo, you can't do that. Like that, that that's like so fucked up. I can see how it can like get people riled up. But at the same time, like, it's just like, you're at that stage where you just like, like shut it out. And I'm gonna be at your stage too. I I gotta be at your stage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I be losing. I don't. I'm only 21. I don't want grades or nothing. But like, the way I be yeah. seeing people on social media, the way they're acting, I'm just like. Oh. That is so humiliating. <laughs> yeah. Um. Speaking of humiliating, I wanna get into our next topic, which yet again it kind of goes with the same theme. But okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. We have like Chet Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks' oh, son. Yeah. Uh, White boy summer. White boy summer. Uh, no, like, it, is it me? Does that or does that not feel racist? Like the way he was just like, oh, it's a white boy summer. All these things. I'm scared to go downtown and have a bride child with and be like, hey, yo, it's a white boy summer. What are you gonna do? It's a white boy summer. I was like, yo, I'm telling you. The last prevalent like white boy summer that they came over to Africa. That was the white boy summer. I don't want that. I don't want that. Is it a, like is it a song? It's yeah, a song it's and awesome. it's a movement. Allegedly a movement. It's, it's a movement. White boy summer. You, you're not fucking with it. You know. You know white boy summer. I'm the one. Boy summer. Boy summer. You know. No. no. I'm, I'm scared. scared. Like I'm, I'm scared. scared. <laughs> he said I'm scared. So like my thing with the Chet Hanks thing is like, what if someone comes to you and says. It's a joke, bro. It's a fucking joke. Oh, I know it's a joke. I, yeah. I, 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 I'm not offended by it per se. I'm just, I'm worried. Cause like, but it's also funny. Cause in my eyes, I'm thinking, okay, so what's a white boy summer look like? What am I, if I was invited to a white boy summer barbecue, what am I wearing? So I'm just saying, boom, right. We got Abercrombie, Abercrombie spray, Clubs. spray myself. Mm. Yep, got that. I got, um. Base Pro hat. Baseball That That's power move. Power move. Power move? That's All a right. power move. Okay. Well, Cuff khakis. Cuff khakis. Mm -hmm. Burton hoodie. There you go. Burton hoodie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And chunky pants. Or okay. Under Armour. Under Armour. Under Armour. Under Armour is powerful too. Champion tins. Champion tins. <laughs> you're, you're a champion. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, Ben told me about how they had a collab. Champion Tim's are a thing. Yeah, like, we're for real, bro. Yeah, yeah. I respect. I see those in the streets. I'm in the wrong street. I, like, I need to change the streets I'm in. Like I need to see some Champion Tim. You don't yeah. want to see that, dude. Stay in. What is that? Like you ready to run? You ready? Like it's everything. Champion yeah. Tim's. I, I respect man. that. I seen it. It's just like Tim's, but it's just like the Champion logo. They got my full locker. Yeah, yeah, they got yeah. my full locker. Yeah, great, great. Well, I'm just imagining. Am I? I'm just hanging out downtown. That's how I'm just hanging out. I haven't seen a group of white boys coming. White boys coming. Boy, summer. Boy, boy, summer. Boy, boy, summer. Hey, hey, hey. Yo, listen, I am running. <laughs> like, I'm not holding back, I'm gone. Yeah. Like, shit. Yeah. I wonder what they'd start playing in the clubs, too. What would they start playing? G Easy? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, you got yeah, some little Zan in there. I don't know. I think he's me. Like, I used mm -hmm. to like them. Really? I, I used like Jeezy to like too, for like two songs. Two songs? Have you seen him like, 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 uh, recently, like, like I mean recent it. photos? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two songs? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I just always thought he was mid. I was mid. Fair, fair enough. I have only told one song by him that I like. But I'm thinking like, alright, so what they playing? They're playing Jeezy. Oh, what, they might play Mr. Brightside. Oh, you know. That, that's a white boy somewhat anthem. Um... I don't like drop Eminem because someone wants to hear Eminem in the bar. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like old Eminem now. <laughs> like someone might play some Eminem in the club and you just don't know what to do because what song is it where you get lose their mind to it and they know everything about, about God? It. <laughs> no, it, it's another one. It's the one. It's one of the ones with Rihanna. Oh, the monster or love the way you like. Yes, I've I've seen people get bros get emotional to that shit. What's that line? Which got people? It was like controversial, and TikTok has tried to cancel it. Are we canceling Eminem? Is that? They've been trying. Can't cancel Eminem. Trust me. Doesn't work. They they try. They try. What was the line? Tired to the bed and set this house on fire. Yeah, I've seen I've seen brands be so passionate about that line. I was like, 
Do I need to call someone? <laughs> if you look at his like earlier stuff, he said shit way worse. Way than worse. Way he would worse. be in interviews and yeah. be like, I don't like gay people. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Eminem is probably like you, and you're trying to, like, you're trying to cancel more like, than Eminem. Like, he would say on. that shit, so. Uh, okay, so my thing with that is, like, does uh, canceling have a timeline? Is, does it have a timeline? Can no. we can we go back to 1990 and pick up Eminem's first oh, like, people album do have and cancel them? Yeah, they've been canceling dead people, though. The like, like, they're canceling people who've already... Like, they, they don't even know they're being canceled. Yeah, <laughs> like, Dr. Seuss. Yeah, Dr. Seuss. What's the point of that, though? Like, no, that was, like, I think... Yeah. I never like, read no Dr. Seuss, no cap. <laughs> no, you can go back to say that. Go the places you won't go because you haven't. Yeah, yeah like, one of his books. You can go back, I believe. If that is still relevant... I'm gonna go get your phone. Okay, thanks. You, like, if that's still relevant, you can probably go back and cancel them if it's worth it. But at least... My whole thing about the whole Eminem thing is like at least cast him for the right lyrics. Damn. I, but like also then again, you can like you can't necessarily control what people are gonna like. So you saw yeah. like uh, that lady who was like kids are trying to cancel Eminem and then she started rapping real fast and shit. Yeah. You saw that shit. Yeah. I was their top comment trash. TikToks are the weirdest people ever because they'll start like, you know, listen here, Gen Z, you don't know about me. One, two, three. Who asked you? Yeah, no. Nah, bro, I'm, I'm like, fuck that shit, bro. Don't play oh, with yeah. me. I might fucking eat this Tide Pod in front of your face. Exactly. You see how you Gen know. Z I am, bro. <laughs> it's weird because millennials are trying to come at us being uh, like sensitive and whatnot, mm-hmm. but it's really not us being sensitive, kind of holding people accountable for the shit which they do. And like, when it comes in the means to someone like Eminem, like if you try, I try, but people were doing that when you were in diapers and they failed. Yeah. So, there's a ways. But yeah, definitely they would play. So, so my roommate and I were talking about cancelling Eminem and cancelling people in general. Yeah. and. I put up like I think a, a strong point, which is you can't cancel someone who has a strong fan base. Because no matter what you do, their fan base is gonna write. They're gonna be there. Yeah, but also I want to add to that: you can't cancel someone who yeah. doesn't care about being canceled. That's true. Because you're not. Like, no, but Chris Brown cares. Chris Brown cares. I think he cares. He got a tattoo of Rihanna's beaten up face on his neck. Mm, nah. Is that a thing? That's, yeah, yeah, y'all playing with me. That's that's nah, I ain't never heard of that shit. No way. But, like, here's the thing Chris Brown mm-hmm. sometimes will lash back at a comment. Yeah, right? okay, yeah. yeah I mean. The prime example of someone who doesn't care about being cancelled is Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs does not give two fucks. His Instagram right? got taken down like fucking five times. Exactly, and if you guys saw what happened on Twitter, he basically he shared this whole video about this guy who was working at a bank. He lost his mind. He he started screaming. He's having like a mental breakdown. Freddie Gibbs is seven. Freddie Gibbs laughing at him, and yeah. everyone's in the comments like delete this. Cancel. <laughs> yeah. Freddie was like, I don't give a fuck. Cancel. Yeah. I mean, there's like even like Lil Boosie, last summer he said, oh he said, <laughs> put your pussy lips on live. Yeah. Like, give me a thousand dollars. So I don't think that man really cares about being cancelled. Yeah. I don't really think he gives a fuck. No, but, uh, no that, was funny. that was really funny. That. But like, either way, <laughs> like, um, yeah, I didn't. Thank you. Um, I don't think if you do not care about being cancelled, then you can cancel. But, um, when talking about, at least, hmm, in fact, no, this is going to be an interesting thing. So, if you have to pick your top three, like, top three songs, which we played at White Boys at Summer, like, uh, Club, what would be your top three songs? Uh, I'll give you a couple minutes that's to a, that's, a, that's a hot one. You've got to think your top three. The Knights of Vichy. How one, how's that one going? She said, don't leave this world behind, so live your life. Oh, yes. Remember? Yes. I love that song, but still, that's that was, <laughs> that's my white boy song. Yeah. That's, I would that's say, my like, boy Closer song. by the Chainsmokers. Yeah, that's the Chainsmokers, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, they were bump on. Uh, which one... I, I know, like, I, I got like some nights in my head, but some nights is such a hit. That's you know, such a good song. That is such a good song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll oh, be like, they're like, like, too. Like, 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 back in the day. You know, you do my thing. You know that place yeah, called yeah, Howard's Remix? She just moved to LA, go to UCLA. Okay, yeah. I want to be on that bitch. I want the Canada Goose for her. 
Candigus by um. Presso? Yeah. Every single party I've been at, when there's like white people. Oh yeah, they they love yeah. them. They love okay. Them. Oh god, I oh, love it. So then it's like, oh, apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. Uh, oh my god, you can't go to a party here without without Florida. Um, <laughs> Florida kills it, bro. Um, oh, oh, Jordan Belfort. Jordan Belfort. Headband. Oh, by Bob. Yes. <laughs> no. No. The headband by um, Bob Stone. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I remember uh, the other Wait, one. Wait, no, 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 I'm thinking, yeah. Kill Bill, yeah, Kill Bill. Yeah, I remember Kill Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Rob Stone fell to you. I just had it as well. He was the one who was going to be a killer. What's the headband? Killer. Wait, hold on for a second. Oh, what? Oh, you know, I forgot about it. Happens, yo. It, it, it'll come back to me later on, I'll just mention it. Who's, uh, who sings headband? Oh, two. headband, two chains and Jamie. It, so you were right, yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah, 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 you were right. I, oh, I just lost it again. What, what song was it? Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, it, it'll come back to you later. No, oh, Wet Dreams. Wet Dreams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. <Cold> world. <laughs> you know what's so, so frustrating about it? Is the fact that people will be at a party, a lit party, and someone will be like, Yo, you go for on wet dreams, cause I, apparently I want to hear you rap about you lose your virginity. <laughs> and they just ran while I'm trying to get lit. Sometimes. <laughs> and you know they will they will do it like in the midst of a good like flow of tracks. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh yo, let me put on something. Let me put you you yo bro, can you put on wet dreams, man? You put on wet dreams, that should uh, go off, bro. That like- off, bro. At a party and was, was like, yo, you need to play Wet Dreams, you need to tell them they're playing it outside. <laughs> like, go outside and they're playing it outside. Like Jake Holo? No. Yes. A little bit. Yes. You, you, have, you have, have to respect what Jake. For me personally, 2014 Summer Hills is like a top 10 album all time. All time. Uh, I don't think that's a hot take at all. I, I think that's a, lot that's of a standard that, take. Though, so, I, mean, I think that's a standard take. What do you feel? What do you feel about no, that? No, I, I, see, I see your face no though. Features, yo. No features, No features too. You, can, you can't deny what that album did, I don't, bro. I don't, I don't care about features. Yeah, but like, if you listen to the content of the album, obviously it's not like, I don't think like, J. Cole is like, actually I'll give him this as too, but like, storytelling, I think he's got it. I think he's got it done. Like giving you a compelling story, I think he like, is good at storytelling. Yeah. So I for agree. me, my grievances with J. Cole Give us. is, I think that he's been able to get away with such mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Like he, look, I do not okay. think that he is a bad rapper. Okay. I've never said that he is terrible. I've never said this J. Cole. I'm that I just said right. mid, right? Mm-hmm. And he does not deserve to be on the same level as someone who got a Pulsar award for. Album. I don't know why people compare him to Kendrick. To Kendrick? Yeah, so person. you think the Kendrick J. Cole comparison is a hot take? It's a disgusting hot take. Okay. I would okay. I would put Kendrick and here's the thing. The only way you can compare Kendrick is like cause I think on a lyrical and poetic standpoint, there's no one who's in the rap game right now who can touch him. But mm-hmm. the only person who can touch him on a commercial level is Mr. Aubrey Drake Brain. So that's the only time I can even compare mm-hmm. anyone. Okay. Right? Yeah. And in that regard, that's the that's the only time. It's Kendrick versus Drake. I J Cole is great, but the only reason why I hate J Cole so much is because people put him on this pedestal. Okay. It's like the people who put Big Sean on the pedestal. So 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 like my my <laughs> thing with uh, J Cole is I feel like J Cole, I agree with that. Like he has some mid stuff. Like yeah. I, I agree. I feel like that one album though is okay. It's good. It's great. Twenty fourteen. I feel like I haven't liked the other J Cole albums. But that one is enough for me to put it in my top 10. As an artist, though, I don't know if he makes my top 10 as an artist, but that one project. Sounds, I don't know. I found it sounds like half boring almost. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. he's not, I don't think he's bad, but like, I just wouldn't listen to him. Yeah. Like, like just normally. And that's what I think is mid. Yeah. It's just opinions though. Yeah. Like it's not. How much oh. originality does he have? Like how original is, is J. Cole like mm-hmm. in his sound, <laughs> for instance? What was that album that he released? Recently? Not even recently, but I K-O-D. feel like 
It was like in probably like 2018. Oh, the, the, the 2017 maybe. Because there was one he released before it. No, it was before Cam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one was really good storytelling wise. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he only put it out and like it was like woke. Like I guess like, mm-hmm. but I feel like he only put it out because so many other people around him were doing that and putting out like very woke like talking about police brutality albums and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only reason he even put it out was because he was like, okay, this is what's gonna make me money now. Yeah, this is what's happening. And I feel like he does that with every trend. Like he'll go and be like, okay, well, now this is what's gonna make me money. Now this is like he just seems like one of those types. He of only guys. announced his uh, album after um, Top Dog released the thing about. They were releasing the thing like that's when I seen after that then J Cole and I was like okay and you know J Cole last summer no name um, bodied him in literally a one minute no name actually right? yeah oh but she changed it in no name because like Jesus like it's like a from my tongue so it's, it's just name. no name yeah, yeah. Um, but she bodied him in about sixty two seconds because after he released Snow on the Block and she was just like. Everything which this man does is performative. You decided there are people being murdered, and you decide to respond to me because I think that you're a bozo. I was like, man, you suck, <laughs> right? That it song was garbage as well. It was boring. Like, but I can see that. I agree with that. Like, this could be an interesting conversation before we like get to like some interview questions for you, sir. Okay. But yeah. I want. I I generally with this and I just like open the floor to it. So if J Cole is in. In fact, let's say, can you name, because if, if J. Cole is held up there for you, can you name five rappers off the top of your head who would, who lyrically, you know, delivery, you know, all, like... That I um, think J. Cole is better than? Yeah. No, which everyone holds in a high regard. In a high regard. Um, that is me on the spot, bro. Like, I, I would need to really sit down and think about that. Uh, maybe we'll start with the one that you mentioned recently, Big Sean. <laughs> I'm sorry, Big Sean. I, 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 he's got a couple hits, but um, yeah, uh, he's got to be sacrificed. Versus <laughs> Kanye, that one was that one slaps. I would not disagree with that at all. Yeah, Big Sean. Yeah. No, Big Sean's trash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know. He's alright. For what he's, he's you see, my, my thing with calling a, a rapper trash, more to say, is because rap is such a big thing. There's mm-hmm. people that are making rap, 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 mm-hmm. rap, 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 like core to the foundations, yeah. to the beginning, to being what being an MC is about. And then there are people that are making rap pop, which is like, it's easy, easy to understand, easy to listen to. This yeah. trap. Mm-hmm. There's so many lanes, and I feel like. Big Sean, people mistake Big Sean for trying to be rap rap. J. Cole, sometimes people mistake him for being rap rap. Those are rap pop acts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're people who are producing music to sell at a commercial level. So yeah. for what they're making, they're doing great. Yeah. Is it ever going to be listed as like under like the greatest lyricist? Probably not. They're not going to be mentioned in those. But like I feel like when you're questioning what is a rapper, you really have to get down to like what makes a rapper for you because like if your definition of a rapper is different from mine our lists are going to look very different completely and you know like that's that's some insight which i actually need to take on board because i like to consider myself i'm a hip-hop nerd right i've like that i that's what i grew up on like you know like if you look at some of my playlists all these things are like Mm -hmm. completely different like i have different vibes and different kinds of things um but i guess Rap pop isn't necessary for me because. Mm-hmm. So what if I said to you that I personally don't think like rap lyrics, like like lyrical rap, is a true foundation of rap because like rap started with the MCs that were making songs that go to the left and to Boom, the right. Back. Everybody, put your hands up. That's where rap really started with mm-hmm. the MCs. That's like a good idea. that's where it started, and it was about being simple. And then people started adding all these words. Now we got so like, how do you feel about someone who says lyricists aren't like sticking to what it means to be a rapper? Well, rap also, but the difference is rap is a genre which completely evolved. And so rap, in this sense, can be broken down yeah. to a simple like anagram, rhythm and poetry, rapping, yeah. right? So that last, the P, the poetry, is a thing which I fundamentally think is so important. Okay. It's not, in my eyes, mm-hmm. you're not going to be a complete rapper if you don't, if you are not poetic whatsoever, okay. right? Yeah. And there's a difference between being able to rhyme words 
and being, and being a, poet. a poet. Yeah, right? okay, I agree. So there's a difference from someone being like a little punk who can rhyme words some of the time. <laughs> some not of all the time. And <laughs> being <laughs> a poet. That's another one to uh-huh. add to exactly. the White Boy Summer music list is Lil Pump. Do people do people we really be listening to Lil Pump? Maybe I'm chilling with the wrong people. No. Maybe the right people. I'll, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I've been to lots of White Boy parties and they love Lil Pump. I have never been where someone's been like, yo, turn on that Lil Pump right now. I've never heard that. It's like someone saying, yo, play that Joe Budden. Play that Joe Budden though. I mean, the only person I've ever hung out with, like, who said put on Lil Pump or like a six nine, was my nephew, and he's like six. Yeah. Like that, that music is for babies. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's pretty easy to catch. Yeah, yeah sing along. But as opposed to like a poet, like under two thousand, what MF do? Yeah. Like, um, it, like that's a difference because, as we know, like mm-hmm. back in the day, as you mentioned. Rap was it was basically the the side dish to the DJ. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And after a certain point, the poetic and the words and the imagery and stuff took charge, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So I feel like, and that's where you get the golden generation of hip hop, golden generation of rap. Mm-hmm. So with that. I believe that, that that kind of nailed down the blueprint. What if I said, now this is going to be interesting, yeah. this is the golden generation of hip hop? I would be like, who? <laughs> no, who so, are like, you so, so like, I, I don't mean like a specific artist or any artist, I mean like, you can't deny it. rap is probably the top, the, the most popular genre, which it has never been now. before uh-huh. in the periods where most people would consider the golden generation. Mm-hmm. Most people, new artists, are making hip hop. Yes, most people are listening to hip hop. Yes, so I feel like with the way that it's become worldwide and commercial, it's hard to deny. But maybe I'm looking at it as an artist from a business perspective, mm. that it's hard to refuse that this is like the prime time for hip-hop music because oh, like right. i feel like if you like the, the like lyrical rap you can go and listen to lyrical rappers right now mm-hmm. if you like like rappers that kind of sing you can go listen to rappers mm-hmm. that kind of sing if you like rappers that are just shouting at you you can do that too yeah. but like maybe 20 years ago there was one version of rap maybe two like it didn't have this many like diversity where everyone can like listen to different yeah. versions of rap mm-hmm. and now you can do that well, I think that, and you know, we can. What I would love to do is that we can touch on like like that right now, actually, because we want to get. I want to get into some dissecting of, like your lyrics and also yeah. your, just getting to know you and you know your journey as to you know making music and whatnot. So um, the audience don't necessarily know, but um, we we know now. Like let let's talk about how you ended up in Canada because you're. Uh, so <laughs> that is a fun uh, story. So I'm actually gonna give you a very evil story. It's uh, it's gonna paint me in a horrible light. I'm gonna sound like a piece of shit on this. So I was like just living back home. I was I was dating a girl. We've been dating throughout high school for like five years. Yeah. So like we've been dating all of high school, and we were supposed to go to the UK together for university. Uh, and it's a long story. In the end, I decide that like. I can't do this like I really can't be with her and I started looking for universities far away from the UK where she was gonna be mm-hmm. and no joke <laughs> I actually like a legit like came here because Mun was one of the last universities that was open for acceptance so I got accepted and I moved here and best decision I ever made actually not based on the relationship <laughs> based on my own personal thing it was great for both of us because now we're away from each other so that's good <laughs> I mean, <fair> <laughs> so, so that's how I got here. Like, isolation yeah. from the rest of the world. Like, I yeah. said I gotta get away. <laughs> so with that, um, how did your like love and like appreciation for music come about to like get you? If that was the reason why that got you. So like, uh, the music thing was like when I was young, I used to do like freestyle hip hop, like just like rapping. So that's where I started, and I'm actually really good at like freestyling. Like I can freestyle for a very long time. Cause I just used to do that break time. I'm just gonna be rapping. I was that kid. Yeah, it was kind of embarrassing, but I was that kid. Um, but I didn't know how to do it. I just didn't know how to make it sound good and make it a final project. But it was always in the back of my head when I came here. 
and I was doing computer science, um, so I was on my computer all the time. And oh, then okay. I was like, I was okay. computer science in general. What? How was computer science in general? Uh, well, now I finished it. I actually just graduated this really semester, much. but um, it, don't do it <laughs> unless yeah, you have the motivation for it. Did that. He like <laughs> dropped out. And, unless, what? yeah, like it's like when we got there. I'm, no jokes, but like my professor was like literally like there's forty of you, but only like. Seven, I'm gonna graduate. <laughs> like, I don't know why she said that. Why do they even say that? But anyway, yeah. uh, it's true, by the way. It was only seven of us that are graduating in our class right now. But yeah, so I was on my computer all the time. And like people, that's when SoundCloud was booming, 2016. SoundCloud yeah. was popping. And I was like, how are these guys doing this? All this like auto-tune-y stuff. Like, how are they doing this? So I started just watching YouTube videos. And then I realized the production side, started learning the production side. And yeah, here we are. Just continue that every that's, single day. That's dumb, man. Yeah, no days off. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, um, when when did you when was it the when did you have the viewpoint that like that is exactly what you want to do? Like, because mm. like you can obviously find the passion and whatnot, but then until you just realize, bam, that's what you want to do. So like, I am going to this like one time where I actually think my life changed. So yeah. I was I was in I was in residence. So I'm living with like maybe 200 other people in a single house, and like I am just like that noisy person, like just running music all the time. So like I'm annoying to everybody, <laughs> but like I've been working on my own music, but obviously no mic, no nothing. And then one day, like, I took a final, came back, and my roommate was literally just sitting there. He's like, yo, man, we're about to do, like, shrooms right now. Like, we're, we're about to, to make that happen. And I was like, okay, cool. I didn't know what that was, so I just yeah. took them, did the thing. And I actually had, like, a very insightful, like, journey. And after it, I was like, I have been making this music for myself, but what's the point? I want everyone to hear it, and I want everyone to experience the way I feel when I'm making music for myself. And that actually pushed me to get in my first mic and just like starting. Wow. That's, that's insane. Thank you, mushrooms. Yeah, so like, yeah, and, and it sounds so crazy, but yeah, I, I have to give it to them. Like, yeah, it happened. Yo, uh, I've had friends who've done shrooms and they're like, yo, listen, I'm, like, I, I'm allergic to mushrooms. I'm literally allergic to mushrooms. <laughs> I, I can't. And yeah, it's a shame because like, I've heard people's experience on it and they said that it's just yeah. like, and uh, for the most part, I think they're pretty safe. Kind of like, like, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's the safest drug you can yeah. take. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's from the meat. ground, so it's a little bit better for you than like what other people be doing. I I definitely would say don't do any hard drugs. That shit's gonna ruin your life. Mm -hmm. But like, that that's something that I would say do once in your life, mm -hmm. like once. Don't do that every week. That's dumb. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I hear microdosing actually in uh, shrooms is it's good for your brain. Like it keeps you like sharp or something like I, I, I don't know so much about it but there's a big study done by a university and they were like microdosing with mushrooms is like it, it can be very beneficial wow. to you especially for people with mental illness yeah, yeah. like it can re reduce your depression and stuff by a lot yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so with your music as well I know you, like you don't just rap you also sing as well yeah so my question to you would be like what would be some of your biggest like musical influences so uh so like i have a top three yeah and my top three is set and i think it will always be set which is rare for musicians but i my top three currently like artists that have influenced me in my life are kanye west frank ocean and party next door so three very oh different God, artists but like all three of them are pretty much the sound which I think like rotates and forms like my music so like my music I think is like somewhere in the middle of all that yes. and that's what I want it to be it doesn't really sound like any one of those but it's somewhere in the middle you never heard Purdy next door on a top five list that's yeah. that's so like cool. Then somebody yeah. else's. Like, and you know where I can definitely tell the influence of all three is one song. I, I, yeah. My favorite song is Trap Star. I love Trap. Yeah. You know why? Because like it's atmospheric. Mm -hmm. It like atmospheric, like a uh, like a party next door and a Frank Ocean type of sound. So, and, yeah. You know the the overall vibe of it is something which you can probably hear Kanye producing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like the lyrics as well is it's it's not like you know completely you know like clean cut r&b yeah it's yeah. also a little bit gritty as well but yeah. not like too you know 
I'm, like, you know, I have a full set on telling niggas that I murdered them. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and, you know, it's good that, you know, you say your influence and you can actually hear it in your music. I know, I've spoken to artists before and then, you know, you hear that influence. The influence, like influence. Yeah, yeah. But I'd always sometimes feel, like, a little bit confused whereby, like, you know... Uh, where are you getting that from? <laughs> where are you getting that from? Okay, and this yeah. is an interesting question to ask like, artists, and also Sam, you're yeah. an artist as well. Mm-hmm. It's when when people say their influences, like if I was a if I was a, you know, horrorcore rapper like Zilla Khan or yeah. Yeah. stuff and yeah. I was like, you know, well, you know, my influences are like um, you know, Bruce Springsteen and stuff. Yeah. And you can yeah, tell yeah. that you can tell that my Music, in a sense, is that like I'm not doing it for the love of art. I'm doing it mm-hmm. to get a bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are, What are your guys' opinion on that primarily? And like you can both kind of so like doing it because you're good at it and you want to because of the money, or doing it because it, it makes you feel good. Like well, particularly in the genre of hip hop, and I like we had like a brief conversation about this in the genre yeah. of hip hop, like mo- monopolizing off the simplicity of how to make hip hop mm-hmm. even though like that's not where your heart relies like yeah, no, okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. like you're just doing it because it's like mainstream and you want it to be yeah. um, so what I personally feel about like you have to strike a balance because like yeah like for me personally there's music that I prefer that I've made myself and there's music that you can tell I made this so people can listen to it yeah like when like these days we have all the numbers available so I can see how many people are listening to this type of song like in my last album pain pack my favorite song off that is the intro sunset intro is my favorite song yeah but most people like the other three like they listen to like pain pack more or like come through more or so cold if you're a guy yeah they listen to those songs more and i put them there because i wanted the album to generate plays generate revenue even though i might have preferred to have a whole album filled with songs like sunset intro mm. so like at some point you need to strike that balance where like okay i want to be marketable i want to be profitable i want to make money off my art so I can continue doing this and I don't have to go work a nine-to-five because I'm making all my money online yeah. like I don't have to like continue working and putting all these efforts just to make minimum and not really be profitable I can do all these different things I might not like it all the time but I can still be profitable like, I feel like if you're, especially for new people coming out and stuff, like, you're going to want to gr- garnish the attention and stuff, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. you, like, that's the biggest thing with music. If you don't get any attention, then you're not going to succeed. So, like, if you need to get that attention, they're going to do attention-grabbing music. Like, right now, it's that pop rap music. So, if yeah. you do that music, people are going to listen to it because that's what, that's what everyone's listening to nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, like, say you garnish your attention from that, and then you use that as a platform to actually put out the real music you want to put out, mm-hmm. then I, I kind of understand that. But if you're just putting out that music because it's that, like, like it was pop rap, now drill's getting a big thing. So now, like, like I made a drill song because mm-hmm. it's drill. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> gain more people, right? Yeah. But, like, that's not me, right? Like, that just became a big thing. Like, they're doing drill all over the place now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, me and Sammy have spoken about this, like, in regards to, to his music. Like, commonly, like, Sammy's very diverse as an artist, and he can do many different styles at a very elite level. And sometimes I'd be angry with him. Like, he might, like, put out a song that is, like, more rappy. And I'm like, um, you know, like, it's not it's not really going to sell. It's not going to get you the attention that I feel like you, you deserve or whatever. And I'd be giving him those lectures. Like, maybe yeah. you need to focus on the commercial side. Because, like, I'd be like, oh, you got to focus on the commercial. Get your money. Get your bread. And it's so hard because, like, you might like a style, but you understand that style is not going to sell. And, like, as a new artist, you're trying to figure out if you're, you care more about making money or you care more about being true to yourself, and if you're lucky enough, you get to be true to yourself and make money off it. Right, because I think there's a lot of respect for artists who do who make songs in order to get that foot in the door, mm-hmm. and then they, you know, this is me. Yeah. yeah, Tyler Creator. That's yeah. a big example for me. You think so? Yeah, because like, like he was doing all that like rap stuff. Like he showed us he can rap, but then he comes out with Igor, and like this is his music, like Igor and um, 
uh, what was the one before yeah, that one? Flower. Flower Boy. Yeah, like with those ones, you really see who Tyler is. It goes into it, but like before that, they just think, oh, it's just this crazy kid, you know, yeah. doing this nut stuff to get attention, right? But he did it for a reason. And you know, what's so interesting about Tyler is that I listened to this podcast, which was on uh, Spotify. It's called Dissect. I, I love right? Dissect. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Okay. So when, when um. He looked at artists like Tyler, like his albums um, go Goblin, Wolf, and Cherry Bomb. The Cherry Bomb clearly, like, clearly was the album whereby he was really trying to be like, I am in my own creative yeah, bag. My and, thing. Is it. and the receptions, like, true fans were like, okay, right, I can really do it. The people who he's already done, they, they were like, they shout. Mm-hmm. So he needed to make something so clean cut, like, like, sonically clean cut and pretty yeah. like flower boy, flower boy in order to make ego right mm-hmm. yeah. in order for people to appreciate ego so i can understand doing things or oh, another good example is amine amine mm-hmm. made caroline yeah. that first album yeah. and everything after that has just been completely different but he still knows how to release songs like compensating uh-huh. which is like a yeah yeah right my, my thing with that is like especially like when you're starting or like you're trying to show what your sound is it's like for me personally, I've done like songs that are trapped. Like um, Big Step is a big example. I hate yeah. that song. I hate <laughs> I hate that song. It's by me, but like that song gets me so many plays, and I every single day I get like some dude like yo. Yeah, so that's a song whereby you have a lot of fans coming to you, be like, that's your best song which you ever made, even though for yeah. you personally no, it's just not. It's not. It's not. It's not <laughs> anywhere in any list. But it's it's one of those songs that like. I can see why people like it. I know why I made it. I know what I was going for. And it hits, it hits the way that it's supposed to. But I don't think that's being very true to myself. I continued making music like that. So every now and then, I'm, I'm always reminding people that as an artist, I am so diverse. I am going to sing. I'm going to rap. I'm going to mix them both. I'm going to like do the auto-tune mumbling. I'm going to do that too. Like Whatever <laughs> comes to my mind, if I like it, I like it sonically. It's going to happen, and there's never going to be a box on like what I am as an artist. All right, that and that's that's commendable because I know I can somewhat get more of a grasp now about how when you're releasing a project, you want to put the song which has the most appeal out to the public, yeah. just so it can garner most attention and then they can actually like latch on to your other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, I believe that's what a lot of good artists do. I think like the good thing with you guys did is that you differentiated. The difference between doing that for like, like a project with a lot of diversity, yeah. and just that being your persona per se, because no one wants an album of all that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um. So speaking, of, like I mentioned about your production and whatnot. Now your production actually got your credit on a, I would say, a superstars project. So do you want to yeah. give a little story about that as well? Yeah. So like, um, I had like the song called Letting Go. It had been out for a while. Uh, me and this other producer like from Russia, we had made this beat over like months and we had just like been working on that like I Then put out the song and the song was was, was doing good It was like on a couple editorial playlists from Spotify. Yeah. so it's got my most numbers definitely and like It was doing a lot of numbers and then one day I just got like an email from like and you know I usually don't even open those emails so I don't even know how I opened it but I just I I read it and it was just like an email like hey we're trying to use this beat we know you got it and we know that you made it like we really like this and they just said like it's for an artist obviously they don't tell you the name of the artist like right away so like we went back and forth back and forth and we we agreed on terms conditions stuff like that you know that type of stuff and it finished like it finished um i got my money and like i was just like sitting there totally forgot about it so like this happened like maybe like january february like that's the time like like last year like the song had just come out and like i forget about it and then one day like the copyright claim came in like at like i think it was like Sammy was one of the first people uh, to tell me yeah, too. Yeah, I sent and, it to you. Yeah, because I was literally asleep when the song uh-huh. came out, and like Sammy was like, "Yo, wait a minute," and I was like, mm-hmm. "Yo, what?" And like I go to my email, and there's a copyright claim, and I realized what had just happened, and I realized whose song that was, and I was That's like, "That's crazy." But I think the it was Tory Lanez's. So like I think like for me. What was cool was just the idea that, man, if you won a, gra- a Grammy, I would have been Grammy Award-winning producer Bruce. So, like, that that's what I had in my mind, even though I don't really care about Grammys. But just, like, mm-hmm. the thought of, like, I'm actually very close to, like, P. 
people that I'm like at the door, I think. And it was a sign for me that I'm doing the right thing. Like what I'm making is good. And I needed that validation because I'm just like one of those people who's always questioning myself. And maybe that's why I'm good. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it was like validation and it was cool. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's that, like if I was a young artist in the city and I saw someone within the city who was doing that, that's inspiration. I feel like without any like, you know, giving like, you complete props, I think that's gotten a lot of, especially young black guys in the city being mm-hmm. like, I, I'm gonna try and get in my bag with this stuff and mm-hmm. stuff. And I like, but I love it because like, as I've mentioned in, um, in past things or whatnot, the issue which at least this province has is that there's not, you don't have a lot of these for young black youth like OGs. You don't have OGs which are like, alright, I'm doing this thing. Yeah. I'm gonna try and put other people on who are around my age and who could also do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I see you guys, you guys do that for each other and whatnot, and that's mm-hmm. really important here. And you know, now you see young you know, putting out their own shit and stuff. And hopefully it gets a buzz that hopefully, you know, the corporation can behind it because yeah. it'll be yeah. dumb not to. Like when I started making music, there wasn't anyone to tell me how to do this. Right. There wasn't anybody because like that was twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Uh, that's when I started working on my first beats. I hit up like a couple producers, like, yo, can you guys send me some beats? And the guys were like, nah. <laughs> like, and oh, fair enough, because I didn't have any body of work, but nobody could like believe in something when they've never heard it. Mm-hmm. So like, there was no one who was there fighting for young artists or like being there for artists. So when I was a little bit like bigger, well, no, better known, um, when Sammy was talking about making music, I thought it was key for us to work together, not just Sammy, but all the other like artists that were coming up at the same time, so we could have people pushing each other, mm-hmm. like, and you're not there by yourself feeling like... Because with music, you feel stupid when you start. Because mm-hmm. like, when you introduce like all your friends who are just like, regular people working regular jobs, and you're like, I'm doing this music stuff, and people are like, man, that's kind of like... <laughs> like, it's not, like you, you get those reactions first, mm-hmm. so you have to really like prove yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, you mentioned about your body of work. I think that is that's a key topic because I notice within your lyrics a lot of a lot of your lyrics has stuff to do with relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think there's one I, I forget the name of the track, but something stood out for me because I knew I, I went on Genius as well and I you know read some of the lyrics yeah. as well. Yeah. And one thing which you touched upon was how someone who you were with they didn't believe in your the music in your music. And like that, that caused a bunch of arguments with you. So, with that, how did how is it like expressing yourself, like your real life interaction in your music? So that that has been hard because like I've been in relationships before I was the artist, and when I was transitioning into the artist. So like there, there's a difference between who Bruce is and who Bruce M8 the artist is. Right. And um, if you're in a relationship with Bruce M8 and you see how I function when I am performing live or I'm doing stuff, I may perform, I may act in a way that I think is beneficial to the art and beneficial to the music. That's not, I would say it is still me, but it's not like the person you're used to. Yeah. Like for example, Bruce, like when maybe like four or five years ago, I was a lot more anxious. I was not outgoing, I'm very introverted as Bruce, but Bruce M8, the artist, has to do shows. He has to go like and perform. He, he can't be introverted all yeah. the time. He needs to go out and do stuff. And so like if you're dating me and maybe like you valued me being introverted and being an indoor person and suddenly I have to be this outdoor person, it might be hard for you to accept. And so you resent the music. You resent Bruce M8 as a whole. And I've had that happen so many times as an artist. I feel like it's hard to like, like if you're telling someone that like you made a song, if yeah. it's like your first song, it's hard for them to like actually take it serious. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard. And worse off, like when your content is about a relationship, and the person in the relationship is hearing that, like your point of view, something that they've never paid attention to or listened to, and they hear like this, just like full point of view coming in in three minutes, four minutes straight, and. All the stuff you're saying is not necessarily positive or negative. It's just a mix of good things, bad things, or like maybe you're even talking about like your sex life. You're talking about your sex life in a in a song, and yeah. mm-hmm. for her, it's it's a bad thing because like for the, for your partner, she might not want like people to know about your sex life, but you're saying about your sex life, mm-hmm. and so like that's a lot for someone to deal with, and I understand that. But at the same time, you're evolving. Mm. And I think is it is it right to say that when you are when you are being an artist and whatnot. 
it's you're, you're telling a story sometimes and it doesn't necessarily have to be exactly your story I feel like when it's stuff like mm-hmm. sexual and like in a relationship type of fashion you can make it as gimmicky as possible mm-hmm. and I guess that there is an understanding as to why that would be confusing. Like, if you're dating someone, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, I love the way you, uh, you know, you mm-hmm. let me suck on your toes. I was like, we don't do that. Yeah, we don't do <laughs> we that. Don't yeah, do that. that. What are you talking about? I mean, you're like, no, I've got bunions. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. Like, I know you don't suck on my toes. So, like, it's... Kevin Gates show. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so, with that, I guess... Yeah. Um, has the has the you know imagery which you've had to portray within your music like put strained on your voice or is it now like, uh, more understanding? So personally, for me, what I try to do is I there's my biggest rule is I try n- not to lie. Like yeah. just lying is is not my thing. That's not what I when I had the vision of what Bruce I made was going to be as an artist, I always knew I wanted to stick to being true, stick to stuff that's real, that's happening. Like, me and my manager the other day were talking about it. He was saying, like, if you're going to be a big artist, you're going to need to go and live your life so you can have all these experiences and bring them back to the table because I'm not willing to talk about guns that I don't have. Mm. So, like, I'm not going to lie in my music as much. Um, obviously there's certain things that are going to be exaggerated because you're hearing them from my point of view not like anyone else's point of view Mm -hmm. so like maybe I represent someone as a bully in my life and it turns out maybe like I was bullying him as well you might not hear that part of the music so it's exaggerated and it's from my perspective but it's still like who I am and it's still honest to me yeah okay and so with um, your, I feel like with a lot of your, with your songs when you're talking about relationships, sometimes they're in a light manner and sometimes they're in a dark manner. So I guess with the realistic, you know, aspects of your lyrics, um, like how, how, in your eyes, the modern day relationship between people, what does, what does that see? How does that affect like the music that you release? Uh, currently, I'm, I'm like. I'd say like right now I'm in a good place because like I feel like the music can't really affect me like in terms of my relationships anymore because like most people now see me as the artist. Yeah. So like when I introduce myself, I introduce myself as the artist. I'm officially like I'm not like in school and a part-time artist. I'm a full-time artist who's doing other things. Yeah. So like now when you're beginning that relationship with me, you know what to expect. Like you know like maybe I am going to have a night out where I'm going to have to be in the club like performing maybe three times a week. Maybe I might have to do that. And in a normal relationship, that might be something that you don't want. You might not want your partner to be out three nights in the week and not spending the, the nights with you. Yeah. But like, if you know me as the artist, you're like, yeah, I understand that he has to do that. And you're more understanding of it because you know what you're getting yourself into. You know what it's mm-hmm. going to take for me to achieve my goals, so yeah. to say. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. It's just, it's interesting because I know, like, at least, you know, when I hear some pop rap songs, and not, that's not, I wouldn't say that's necessarily your genre, but like yeah. I'm talking about right now, the lyrical content about relationships, they're, su- they're in such a negative manner, so it's always very interesting to hear what artists, like, like you really think. Yeah. Like, what's that one song which is popular in, uh, on TikTok, something about There You Go? Something about that's being the kid Leroy. Is that him? That is literally. Uh, yeah, that's the one with Miley Cyrus on it. So, yeah. yeah, that's the one Miley Cyrus did. But with how him. does that make? Uh, yeah, like and yeah, we before we like mm-hmm. that's a whole thing. But you, you can marry. You can marry anyone. First of all, so. <laughs> yeah, like and also, <laughs> it's it's mad funny because in that regards, when they like they're always like putting the girl in the light, mm-hmm. but. Some of, some of these niggas out here, they are they are major hoes. So it's like, you can't, can you make a husband out of a hoe? Because the niggas, niggas be slaying around dick like it's like fucking crack in the 80s. It's like bam, bam, bam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it still goes to a point of like a negative connotation with relationships. I feel like um, certain artists, like at least big artists, that um, trickle down says like, you know, for example, the good, the best example is when people have this fixation with being like future. Yeah. And not being able to treat their girl with any yeah, love. With any respect. Yeah. My thing with that is like, 
you always have to understand like the rapper or like the artist is giving you the perspective from them so like my thing with sexuality i think everyone should be free to do whatever they want to do i don't think it's that deep i don't think body counts are that deep however i'm not like you would definitely hear songs from me where i call someone a hoe why because in that moment i felt so hurt and when i'm giving you that song i'm giving it to you unfiltered i'm giving you the emotion that i felt in that moment i felt she was a hoe and that's why that lyrics exist do i think she's a hoe today no i don't think she's a hoe she's a person who is living her life mm -hmm. obviously we're all doing different things right. but when you hear that song from me you're going to hear that word said because that's how I'm feeling in that moment. And I want the, the listener to feel that emotion coming from me, that anger, whether it's pent up, whether it's just like, just rage, or it's like, if I'm going to be like really cute, like sometimes like I could like have a fight with, with like my girlfriend or anyone I'm dating or seeing or anything like that. And we have this major fight. And I have to, I'm writing a song about how much I love the person I'm with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm still going to present that person as like, oh, I think she's amazing, even though in that moment I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Like, because that's the feel. When I'm recording the song, I zone out, I put my headphones in, and I'm in that place where I love that person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it, it's just a testament to, possibly in a positive like outlook, is a testament to what an artist can really do for the listener. Yeah. And, you know, e even though I reference, like, Future, maybe, like, his music is affecting <laughs> so much yeah. to the level where niggas don't want to treat their girl right. That, which, that's true. Which, I, I guess, in his eyes, I guess that's him doing his job. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just very, it's very interesting, at least, and I love hearing artists' perspective on these things as well, mm -hmm. you know? Um, is there any other, you guys have any more questions before we when it comes to this stuff? Because I, I think that like, it's very important, especially when in the genre which is the most popular, when people listen to this, to, mm -hmm. to like, take more insight as to what the artists are really trying to portray. Mm -hmm. And um, like, the worry about a lot of artists with some of their music, at least in the in the day when we were babies, yeah. the whole thing, when we were mentioning Eminem, was the mm -hmm. fact that a lot of the things, a lot of his you know, imagery and his, uh, mm -hmm. like, what he was painting was making kids act a certain type of way, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I know like all of us are around the same age demographic, talking about relationships and all these types of things mm -hmm. is something which, you know, all of us can probably attest to being in a relationship or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so talking to artists about that is, you know, super important, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I would say, I think it's a good point to, you know, end the uh, episode yeah. or uh, thank mm -hmm. Bruce for coming okay. to the... Um, Happy birthday, um, we'll be trying to post episodes each week for the summer, you know, be able to record and just, you know, give you guys some more content and whatnot. Camera died. Yeah, camera died? Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> if, we, if we post the audio, we post the yeah. audio. Um, be on the lookout for that on Spotify. We're going to figure out how to get on Apple Music. I know the software which we usually use only gets this one, by the way. We'll figure that out. Um, go stream Pain Pack. You got some new music on the way? Uh, definitely. Uh, I've got like a music video that I'm working on. Uh, it's gonna be interesting uh, for the summer, and yeah, uh, maybe you might get an EP at the end of the summer. Yeah. But yeah. Fans Okay, right. Very exciting. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Um, and we will see you guys soon. Peace. Bye. Bye.